Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. left us behind. He's still saving. We're not checking out, but he's done saving. He's finished. We're leaving. If he's left us, there's still somebody who's been saved. Praise the Lord. That God saves old sinners. If he did not be in hell right now, I'm glad I'm saved tonight. I'm glad I can't go to hell. I'm not just glad that I'm not going. I'm glad I can't. I'm glad I can't go to hell. I couldn't go to hell now if I tried. I'm going to heaven. Because of the grace of God. Hey. Glad you're saved. Say amen. Hey. Hallelujah. Praise hey. the Lord. First John chapter number one. First John chapter number one. And we'll start reading verse number one where the Bible says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. I want you to make note of that phrase tonight. Of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. Which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. As I said, I want you to note the phrase, the word of life, there in verse number one. Notice with me, please, the word, word. Do you notice that it's capitalized? That means this is one of the names of Jesus Christ. Seven times in the Bible, I mentioned that last night, seven times in the Bible, Jesus is called the Word. Four times in the Gospel of John, chapter number one. Uh, two times in 1 John, uh, here in chapter one, and then 1 John 5, 7. And then in Revelation 19, when Jesus comes back at the Battle of Armageddon, he is called the Word again. Seven times. He is called the Word. And John here in John chapter 1 is uh, basically giving us some insight uh, to how the Word of Life, the capital W, Word of Life, was manifested, was revealed to the apostles. Right. Now I want to preach on that thought tonight. The Word of Life. Amen. The Word of Life. And so I want us to just examine this passage just for a moment, and I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your mind, take your imagination, if you will, and, and walk with me, with the Apostle John, down through this passage. Think about what he's saying about the Lord Jesus Christ in these verses. He says in verse number one, that which was from the beginning. And he's talking about Jesus now. That which was from the beginning. Right. I don't know about you, when I see that phrase, 
My mind automatically goes back to Genesis 1-1 yes, and it goes back to John 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Right. John 1-1. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. There's a distinction there, but He also was God. I, I still believe in the Trinity. You'd be surprised how many people today carrying King James Bibles are now denying God the Son, God the Father, and God the Holy Ghost. The Trinity, I talked about those seducers last night, the Trinity is one of the doctrines that's under attack in a great measure today, even amongst independent fundamental Baptists. I still believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. I believe that He is the sovereign God of this universe. I believe that He created everything because the Bible says that He did. That which was from the beginning. Jesus Christ from the beginning which we have heard. John said, we have heard him. Amen. Amen. John, put yourself in John's shoes. He actually heard the voice of Jesus Christ. He knows what the voice of Jesus Christ sounds like, which we have heard. And not only that, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. They actually saw the visible person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. They know exactly what he looked like when he walked upon this planet. On top of that, John knows exactly what he looked like uh, when he's going to come back in his second coming. Revelation chapter 1. He describes that, that, uh, that, that risen, resurrected, and ascended Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In Revelation chapter number 1, we've heard it. We've seen it. We've looked upon it. And our hands have handled. They actually physically touched the Lord Jesus Christ. John even went so far as to lay his head on the bosom of Jesus Christ. You know what John heard? John actually heard the heartbeat of God. Meditate on Selah. <laughs> he heard the heartbeat of God. He says in verse 2, he calls him the word of life, of the word of life, verse number 1. And this word of life, he speaks of in verse number 2, for the life, the life of that word, the life of Christ was manifested, was revealed to them. And we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. Amen. Notice the emphasis of life. The word of life. The life was manifested. Eternal life. Notice the emphasis on life. Whatever Jesus touches comes to life. Amen. Jesus is eternal life. He is the word of life. Amen. Jesus is life. And they saw it. It was manifested to them. They saw him give life to dead eyes. They saw him give life to dead ears. They saw him give life to dead legs. They saw him give life to dead people. At least three of them he raised from the dead. And if that wasn't enough, he himself was crucified on an old rugged cross three days later, got back up, and late that Sunday evening, that first day of the week, they saw him alive. He came back from the grave. You do know Jesus is alive today. Can I remind you, let me take this right real quick. Jesus is not a doctrine. He's a person. 
Now, I've got a Bible filled with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. But, but I think a lot of us Baptists, I, I, we, we, we need to, to dive into the doctrines of Christ. Right. But not so that we can just have some knowledge in our head. Right. We need to know the person of Jesus Christ. Right. Have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So it will affect our hearts. Right. Amen. He's Amen. a person. Amen. He's a living person. He's more alive than you and I today. Yeah. He's alive. If you're talking to him today, he's listening. Right. And if you'll listen, he'll talk back to Amen. you. Amen. Right. He is a person. Yes, sir. I appreciate God's word. God's word reveals to us the person, the identity of the person of Jesus Christ. They physically saw him, heard him, handled him. He was physically, the, the life was manifested to them. He says, we have seen it, verse number two. We bear witness. I'm carrying the witness to you, John is saying, and show unto you that Eternal life. By the way, I still believe in eternal life. Amen. I believe when Jesus saves a person, he saves them for good. Amen. I think once you're saved, you will always be saved. It's not temporal. It's not based on you. It's not whether you can keep it or not or whether you can hang in there till the end. No, when Jesus came into your life, he came to save. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. You may try to walk away, but whatever you walk away to, you'll find he's still there. Because you cannot get away from eternal life. Once he saves you, he always saves you. By the way, that's another doctrine under attack. By the way, I believe in eternal salvation. He says about the word of life in verse number two, he says, which was with the Father. That's what he said in John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Right. With God. And was manifested, revealed to us. Put, your, put yourself in John's shoes. This life, this eternal life in the Son of God that was with the Father. John and the other apostles saw him. They heard him. They touched him. Revealed to them in a great measure. And he goes on to say in verse 3, That which we have seen and heard, we saw Jesus, we heard Jesus, we saw his miracles. John even went so far as seeing his death. John was the only disciple that was there at the cross. He saw his death. He saw him in his resurrected form. That which we have seen and heard, John said, declare we unto you. Right. Those of us who saw all of that, that you and I read about in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, all that that we read, John and the other apostles saw it. Right. Right. They walked with him. They were there on the shore of Galilee. They saw the miracles. They saw Jesus walk on water. They heard, they heard with their physical ears the Sermon on the Mount. They heard it. They heard the voice inflections of Jesus Christ. They saw Jesus and heard Jesus while he stood on that boat and spoke to the crowd. They heard the message of the Olivet Discourse. They 
heard it preached. They heard his doctrine. They saw his face. They handled it. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. And now we have the New Testament that speaks to us what these apostles saw and heard. He says, we are declaring it unto you. And here's why. That ye also may have fellowship with us. See, if you don't believe what they said about what they saw, you don't get to have fellowship with the believers. Right. You only get to have fellowship with the other saints when you are around people who have believed and you yourself believe what they said about what they saw and heard. Right. We won't have fellowship with you, John said, but you got to believe what I'm telling you. If you don't believe what I'm seeing and what, or what I saw and what I heard, if you don't believe it, we're not going to get along. And that's true today. That's true today. If you don't believe what they said, me and you won't have problems. We're just we, we, we may have a we may have fellowship up to a point, but it comes a place in time where we're going to cut it. If you can't handle what the Bible says about Jesus. Now I'm not much of anybody. I'm not much of anything, but I do believe what the Bible said about Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. I believe every word. I, I, I have no, you will not hear me one time this week correct anything this Bible says. That's right. 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 I'm not telling you a few times about how that Bible corrected me, but I'll not tell you one time where I correct anything this Bible says. What it says is the truth, and what it says about Jesus is eternal truth. Amen. And if you don't believe it, there's no real fellowship with the saints. Right. None. Right. And if you don't believe it, there's no real fellowship with God. Yep. He says, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you know, Amen. I I I believe in God, but if you believe what the Bible says about God, well, not really, and you're going to hell. That's right. Right. There's no fellowship right. with God the Father and God the Son right. apart from what He said His Word. Right. You reject this, there is no relationship with God. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I actually uh, was uh, saw a, an interview the other day of a, of a young lady who goes to the Hillsong Church down in uh, Australia, Sydney. I think Sydney, Australia. Hillsong, very influential, emergent style. Uh, charismatic contemporary church down in Australia, very influential satellite churches all over the globe, I believe. And uh, I was watching an interview of a young lady. Actually, there's a number of interviews of a number of people that, that go to that church. And this one lady they're interviewing who attends that church, she is a professed lesbian. Lesbian. And the interviewer, and he said, well, you know, the pastor at Hillsong, uh, you know, he has come out in, against homosexuality. He stated he's against it. They don't believe it. And he asked her, he said, he said, now, what do you feel about your pastor being against your lifestyle? And what do you feel about, and he mentioned some verses and there were some passages of scripture said, and what do you feel about the places in the Bible where it seems to say, and that's, that's his wording, it seems to say that the Bible is against your lifestyle. Here's her response. I just flipped the page. Wow. I just flipped the page. That's her words. I just flipped the page. There's a whole lot of people. They'll accept here and there. But if they don't like it, they'll just 
flip the page. Right. Let me tell you how this thing works. You don't get to flip the page. Yes, sir. Right. Uh -uh. Yes, sir. That's God's word. Yes, sir. He's God. Amen. You ain't. That's right. If a page is going to get flipped, he gets to flip it. You don't get to flip it. Right. Right. And by the way, he's not flipping it. It's right. settled forever in heaven. Amen. He's not jumping over any of his pages. What it says is the truth. Whether you like it or not. That's right. Amen. And there is no fellowship with God the Father or God the Son unless you accept what they say about Jesus. Right. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Unless you accept it. Now think about that. I, I think about these, these three verses where he describes the word of life and everything they saw and what was manifested. They, they saw the miracles. Think about that. I've never seen anybody walk on water. They saw it. That one of them did it. With it. They saw the miracles. They saw the healings. They saw the life manifested with their own eyes. Have you ever read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you've read the Gospels, you've read the accounts, have you ever thought to yourself, I kind of would have liked to have been there. Have you ever thought about that? I, I, man, I kind of wish, kind of wish I could have been there to see that. I would have liked to have been a part of that. I mean, think what kind of Christian I could be if I could have been there. I mean, how could God expect me to be like the Apostle John? I mean, he got to see all this stuff. John was one of the guys on the Mount Transfiguration who saw Christ transfigured into His kingdom form. I wasn't there. How could God expect me to be a Christian like John the Apostle? He gave John all the advantages of seeing the word of life manifested here on this earth. You ever thought that way? Man, I'd love to have been there just to see all of the all of the manifestations of Christ's eternal life coming out of him as he performed those miracles and preached and walked on this earth. That'd have been amazing. Go back to verse number one with me again. Notice the last little phrase, the word of life. Capital W, word of life. I want to share with you something. You know, that's not the only place that that phrase is used in the Bible. That phrase is used one other place. It's only used twice in the entire word of God. It's used in one other passage. Here, the word of life with a capital W, the name of Christ. Can I show you the other place where the phrase word of life is used? Go with me, Philippians, please, to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians 2. Go to Philippians 2, please. Philippians 2. By the word of life, when you Philippians 2, look at me. I'll know you're there. Philippians 2. Look at verse number 16. I'm not read the whole verse or even expound it. I just want you to see the phrase. Holding forth the what? Word of life. Word of life. Check out the word word there. The small w. That's not the name of Jesus here. So, what is that talking about? The word of life. The word. The Bible. The Word of God. Y'all see that? Yes, sir. So, 
You have the capital W word of life, Jesus. You have the lowercase w word of life, the scriptures. Right, right. The Bible. Now, with that in mind, go back to 1 John with me. Go back to 1 John. Now, the word of life, lowercase w, word of life. Just let's run these verses again and tell me, do these verses sound anything like the lowercase w word of life? Yeah. That which was from the beginning. Psalm 119, 160 says, Thy word is true from the beginning. Yes, Amen. 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 Right. Amen. It's forever settled in heaven. Amen. This Amen. is the word of God Amen. from the beginning. Amen. From the beginning. Yes, it sir. says, Which we have heard. Right. Amen. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the what? Word of God. Y'all see that? Now, watch this. Which we have seen. Watch this. With our own eyes. Which we have looked upon. Yes. And what am I doing right now? And our hands have handled the word of life. For the life of his word was manifested. It's been revealed to us all 66 books. Yes, the complete canon, the complete revelation of God has been given to man. Yes, it was sir. manifested. In fact, the last book of the Bible is called Revelation. Yeah. That means manifestation. That means revealed, unveiling. Yes, God has unveiled his truth to us. Amen. And we have seen it. If you're saved, you've seen it. Amen. You know what we're to do with it? Then the very next phrase, bear witness. Right. We're supposed to carry that truth to somebody else. Amen. Bear witness and show unto you that what? Eternal life. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, I was born by the word of God. That's what Peter said. By his precious word. Right. I was born again. Right. Begotten by the word of God. The eternal life. Of his word. By the way, whatever Jesus touches comes to life, and whatever the word of God touches comes to life. Amen. It brings Amen. life. Yes, sir. It says, uh, We showed unto you the eternal, that eternal life, which was with the Father, it's the eternal word, right. and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen in his word, that which we have heard in his word, Declare we unto you. That sounds like preaching, don't it? Amen. Right. You know, I've seen some things in First John. I've heard some things in First John, and now I'm declaring it unto you. Amen. I'm just Amen. telling you some things I've seen and heard right. out of the Word of God. That's what preaching is. Amen. It is hearing it and seeing it from the Word of God and then telling somebody about it. Amen. That's what it is. Amen. For we have seen and heard and declare we unto you. Why? That ye also may have fellowship with us. Amen. Yes, sir. If you don't like the Bible, you ain't gonna like me. Amen. <laughs> if you don't like God's word, you're not gonna like the church. Amen. That's right. If you don't like the word of God, you're not gonna have much fellowship with the saints. Uh, the things of God will be very uncomfortable for you. Right. That's right. If you don't like the Bible. Yes, right. Sir. Right. 
Amen. Now you and I may differ on some areas. I'm sure me and Brother Warlaw talk long enough. There's probably some things that you and I may see a little different. Some places in the Bible. But there's one thing we do agree on. And every child of God agrees on. That's the book. Amen. I may see the verse this way. You may see the verse that way. But both can agree that is the word. Yes, sir. Amen. That's the word of God. And we can fellowship around the word of God. And if you are disconnected from the Bible, you don't, know, you don't like the Bible, you're not interested in the things of God, what God has said, what God has revealed to mankind, if that is of no interest to you, then you and I cannot have true and real fellowship. I mean, we can go out and eat, you can pay for my meal, but we're not going to have in your real fellowship. If you don't like the word of God. Amen. Don't see that? Yes, sir. And then on top of that, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You cannot have the capital W word of life without the lowercase W word of life. Right. Amen. If you don't like the lowercase w word of life, you'll never like the capital W Amen. word of life. Amen. You may like a false Jesus that you've made up in your mind yeah. or some false preacher has made up for you and you right. believe it, but when you dig into the real word of God, the scriptures, if you don't accept the lowercase w word of life, you'll never accept the capital W. That's right, brother. Word of life. There is no relationship with Jesus Christ outside of God's word. And by the way, that's not just for sinners; that's for saints too. That's right. That's true. Christians, if you neglect the Bible, walk away from God's word, and backslide, do whatever. If you don't stay in a good relationship with this word, you cannot have a good relationship with that word. Amen. Amen. If you're out of fellowship with this, you're out of fellowship with Him. Right. Amen. The lowercase w word of life and the uppercase w word of life are so connected, you can never break them apart. Amen. One comes with the other. Amen. One tells you about the other. One points to the other. That's right. They're connected. That's if right. you don't like one, you don't like either one. That's right. right. Amen, brother. Yeah. Right. You don't like either one. Amen. Yeah, preacher. John and them, they, they saw it. They, they actually physically saw the miracles. I mean, they, they walked with Christ. They walked with him. They heard his messages. What advantage do they have over us? What advantage? Just for a second, flip back one book, Second Peter, chapter one. Peter's one of the we's that John's talking about there. John, we we saw, we heard, we right. had, we right. we write. Look at Second Peter one, verse number sixteen. This is Peter here talking. He says, for we, there's that word again, we have not followed cunningly devised fables. In other words, uh, we, haven't, uh, we haven't believed just very well-told fairy tales. What we are teaching, what we believe, is concrete truth. Amen. Not cunningly devised fables. 
when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses. That's what John just said. Were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father, Jesus received from God the Father, honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Amen. You know what Peter's talking about? He's talking about the Mount of Transfiguration. Right. Elijah and Moses showed up. Peter wanted to have a tent meeting and fill three of them. And you know, let's just stay here. They saw the transfigured Christ on that mountain. Peter's one of them. He said, what I'm telling you is the truth. It is not a cunningly devised fable. It's the truth. We saw it. It was revealed to us. We know what Jesus is going to look like when he comes back in his kingdom glory. We know it. We saw it. It was manifest to us. You and I read that and think, man, I sure would have liked to have seen that myself. Amen. I mean, man, if I could if I could have seen that, man, I would really have some faith. If I could have seen that, man, I, I would never doubt if I could have seen that. Look at verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Amen. Amen. Now, they saw the transfigured Christ with their own eyeballs. Wow. He said, but we've got something better than seeing it right. with our eyes. Hey. A more sure word of prophecy. Right, man. You know what he's saying? Yes, it was great to be there. We're telling you the truth. It was wonderful. Believe what we're saying. But we have something even better than actually seeing it on the mountain. We have it written down Amen. Right here in a book. Amen. Right there. This Amen. is more sure than seeing it with your own eyes. Amen. Amen. Man, I sure would have loved to walk with Jesus. Well, grab your Bible and walk with it. Right. Right. I sure would love to see him at the Sea of Galilee. Well, grab your Bible and go see yes, him. Amen. Man, I'd like to see Jesus heal those blinded eyes. Open up Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and watch him heal those blinded eyes. Amen. Man, wouldn't you love to see Jesus walking on water? Hey, grab Matthew 14 and enjoy yourself. Amen. Watch him. That's right. Amen. Watch. Hey. Walk on water. Hey. hey. You see, well, that's not the same thing. No, it's better. Yes, sir. It's right. more sure. That's right. It's more sure. Hey. See, my eyeballs can trick me. Exactly. Yeah. Right. My ears can trick me. Yeah. Right. I mean, don't, don't tell me, King. I mean, no, I know what I saw. <laughs> I know what you said. Well, you're twisting everything I said. That's right. That's right. I mean, how often does that happen? You misunderstood somebody. Yeah. A, a car accident happens on the highway. You got 17 different witnesses, and they all say something different. Yeah. That's what happened. One guy, he was wearing a green shirt. Oh, it's a blue shirt. Oh, it's a red shirt. I know it. Your eyes can trick you. That's right. Your memory can trick you. Ears can trick you. Even your hands can deceive you. 
God's word will never fail. That's right. Amen. 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 God's word will never let you down. Amen. Now, Peter just left to Peter. My, oops, I didn't get it all right. But when God put it in the book, we got it right. Amen. I mean, Peter, <laughs> you know. He knows what shoe leather tastes like. He's stuck it in his mouth all the time. Yep. Sometimes up to the knee. Yeah. Yep. So bad, Jesus told him, get thee behind me, Satan, one time. <laughs> Jesus called him Satan one time. That's how goofy he could get with his interpretations. So we're not trusting Peter. We're trusting the Word. Amen. Peter might add a few things to the Mount Transfiguration story. The word of God got it exactly right. Yes, sir. Right. I don't have to. I don't have to wish I was around two thousand years ago to see Jesus do those great things. I've got a more sure word to prophesy. Right. Amen. Right now. You know what that means? That means they didn't have an advantage. They're no better than we are. They were walking and seeing Jesus, the word of life, and seeing it through their senses. And a few times we know from the record they misinterpreted some things. Right. Yeah, they did. Yes, sir. Yeah. So God said, well, I'm not going to rely on just human remembering and human minds and human eyes and human ears. No, I'll put it in a book. And I'll make it certain that what you find out is the truth. Amen. It's the truth. Amen. Everything the book says about Jesus is true. Amen. And they that saw it do not have a greater advantage than you do. You have the same sure word of prophecy. Y'all love your Bible tonight. Y'all love your Bible. Yes. Yes, sir. You ought to thank God for the word of God. Amen. It's the truth. Can Amen. I show you one more thing though? Take your Bible and go to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John. Don't you see this? This is very important. And this is going to connect us to 1 John. Go to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. Please. 1 John chapter 15. I've been waiting all night to get to this point. I want to get to this spot. Verse John 15. Look at verse number 11. This is the upper room. This is Jesus teaching and talking to his disciples. It's the night before his crucifixion. He is going to die for all men's sins the next day. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to 11 of them. Judas Iscariot is already left. He's out. It's just the 11 left behind. And this is Jesus in an in a intimate form just before the crucifixion talking to the 11 who are still there. So you've got 12 people in this room. You've got Jesus and the 11. And in this very, very private moment where you and I do, did not have access, look what Jesus says to them in John 15 verse 11. These things. I wonder where John got that phrase, these yeah. things. We saw that last night. I wonder yeah. where, John, hmm, where John get that phrase from. These things have I spoken unto you. Why did Jesus say all this to them? 
that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Now, I was not there. It was just Jesus and the eleven. I wasn't there. I didn't hear him with my physical ears say these precious words. I mean, I would have liked to heard his physical mouth say, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. I'll come again and receive you unto myself. They, they got to hear those words of physical ears. They heard with their physical ears, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. And he goes on to say, and I'm saying all this to you, that your joy might be full. Now, he's talking to the eleven in a private room. Evidently, evidently, they get some fullness of joy that nobody else can have. Because it's just them eleven. I mean, he ain't talking to nobody else. It's just them 11. He's not talking to anybody else. He says, is he, is he saying, well, just you 11. You 11. I'm going to give you a joy that nobody else could possibly have. And it's going to be full for you. Is that what he's saying? Go to 1 John, please. Go to 1 John. We'll stop here. Chapter 1. Verse 4. And these things, where's that phrase again? What's that next word? Write, script, scriptures. These things write we unto you that what? Your joy may be full. They were in that upper room, heard him with their physical ears, saw him with their physical eyes, and he said, I want your joy. I'm saying these things that your joy might be full. And John is saying to us, and I get no more joy than you've got. I'm writing this so that you can have the same joy that we got in that upper room. Amen. That same joy that Jesus was giving them when he was teaching them John 14, 15, 16, and he prayed that prayer in 17, that joy that they received from the words of Christ, John says, you can have the same joy. Amen. That's why we are writing it to you. You're not a second class Christian. Amen. You're not second class. It's not the disciples. They, you know, they're here. Now, don't get me wrong. We ought to give them their due respect. Yes. Yeah, all of them except John was martyred for the faith. And they tried to martyr John multiple times. Just couldn't get hold of it. He had a nursing home ministry. He had a, had a tent to it. So, <laughs> so he couldn't. He wouldn't want to die. Mary evidently lived a long time. You say, why? Because Jesus was in her. Jesus comes in. You live a long time. So, John's going to live a long time. <laughs> to care Mary. Amen. But they tried to kill him. So I give them their due honor. <coughs> I give them. I don't know about you, Brother Warlaw, but they may be. Uh, uh, Matthias, I believe, is added into it. Uh, they may be the 24 elders. 12 of the 24 elders we see in Revelation. I yeah. don't know. 
Let's ask Kim after the service. He'll tell us the truth on it. I'm just guessing. But they may be 12 of the 24 elders mentioned in Revelation. So I'll give them their honor. But with their honor, they get no more joy than you and I can have. You're not a second-class Christian tonight. You got King James Bible, you're going first class. Amen. Amen. You got something else? Uh, you got to get the back of the plane. But, uh, <laughs> you want to get to the front of the plane, you got to get King James Bible. Amen. So tonight, friend, if you come in here discouraged and despondent, wishing you could have what the saints in the Bible had, John says you can. Amen. That's right. Amen. You can. Amen. You don't have to live depressed. You don't have to live discouraged. We get that way every now and then, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Oh, if I could have just seen this, if I could have just seen that. He gave you a more sure word of prophecy. Get your eyeballs on it. Get your hands on it. Do what John did with Jesus. Hear it. Look upon it. Handle it. And when you do that, that manifested life will be revealed to you. Right. And your joy can be full. There is no joy detached from God's word. That's right. That's right. Amen. If you want fullness of joy tonight, that joy unspeakable and full glory, joy unspeakable, that means you can't even describe it. Full of glory, you're probably going to make some racket when it happens. <laughs> yes, sir. I believe in noisy churches. A quiet church is a backslid church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you're going to be in any church that praises and honors God, you're going to make some racket. I have a dear friend, pastors over here in Abbeville. He has one, it's the best message on praise and worship I've ever heard in my life. Here's one of the things he said. He said, if you are really worshiping God, the person beside you is going to know you are. Right. Yeah. If the person beside you does not know if you are praising the Lord or not, or worshiping or not, you ain't. Right. You ain't. The person near you is going to know it. If you worship it. But only those who can really worship Him are those who have that fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Joy unspeakable. And full of glory. Because of the truth that is real in our life through the Word of Life. The Lord has done the Word of Life. That has connected us with the uppercase word of life. Amen. Jesus Christ. How's your joy tonight? If it's missing, if it's missing, get right with the Lord, get right with his word, and let God give you that fullness of joy. Amen. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.